0: Alright, welcome back to the Dental Talk. My name is Drew. As always, I'm joined by the boys, Josh, Dirk, and Corey. How's
1: it going? Uh, pretty good. The weather kind of looks like it did on Sunday and Monday in Minnesota, and the same temperature. As opposed to Saturday, which was really nice. How's it going uh, down there in D.C., Dirk? It is beautiful down here. It
2: started off like in the low 40s, and now it's like almost 80. So. No, really? It is. It is. Yeah, it's like in the high 70s. I'm in the shade, and it's in the 70s so I I can only imagine what it's like in the sun on the other side
0: and Corey how you doing in Colorado but really quickly I like how every time we start out we all have
1: to like give a weather report on what's going on wherever (laughs) we are
2: (laughs) yeah we do we're old men you know what I mean we like the weather
1: I mean we literally are in well I mean Drew, Dirk and I are like in relatively close area but we're on like four different parts of the US
0: in my defense I don't give a weather report I just tell people who you are
2: uh, this is true.
3: Um, no, I'm pretty good. I have yet to unpack anything from this past weekend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good time, though. We'll, we'll definitely get into that in our uh, our little recap episode coming up. But um, let's let's talk about about hockey, man. There's been some crazy trades going on. Ryan O'Reilly is a Leaf. Thank God, we might actually have a chance now.
1: Uh, and he had a hat trick.
0: And he had a hat trick.
1: O'Reilly, where, where did he? Where was he? St. Louis.
0: Who else? Oh, and from St. Louis as well, Sanko's a ranger. Uh, well, have there been any other big trades? Horvat. Oh yeah,
1: Horvat. Horvat's on the island. Um, and everybody's waiting for the Devils. <laughs> well, supposedly uh, Mike Greer wants Mercer, and the devils aren't going to give up, or the devils shouldn't give up Mercer. Um, I mean, he's a second-year player who's probably going to score 40 points this year. And he's a two. And he's a two way. He's a. He's a. When it all comes down to it, and they fill the lineups in, he's going to be the third line center. It's going to be Hughes, Nico, and him for a long time. And he's a third line center that can play both ways, play the kill, and put up forty points too. He's going to be dangerous. How long Mom, is, is this
0: on, How long is Nico on contract for? I'm sorry. How long is Nico on contract for?
1: I think I think he signed an extension already. I don't know how long it is.
0: Okay.
1: Like I think he signed, it, well, he both him and Jack signed their extensions. I think so. That was I the think, big one is getting Jack under contract.
0: I guess my question is um with the way that Hughes is starting to develop is not he sure going to be uh a trade piece at some point?
1: No, I think that's the way you core it. I think you go strong down the middle. You have it. Um, they both they played they played PP t- PP one to PP. Nice. They played power play one together. Um, but I, I think that's your core. I think you kind of let you 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 keep Dougie and and you kind of let Doug Dougie's there for seven years. He's there for five more years after this. Um. I think your core is those two, the two defensemen coming up, Mercer, and if you could fit, and that see the question is, and it's Timo Meyer to me, it's Timo Meyer or Brett. Like mm-hmm. I, he, the guys on the guys on Facebook say they have numbers where they could sign both. Yeah, you sign both, and then you have so much money in your top six, you have nothing in their bottom six, like what happens in uh, Edmonton, right? Their money's so much and. In- well, so much in the top line. <laughs> so, I mean, I—I I don't know. Uh, actually, that I got—I got pulled I got off by a guy who thinks we should trade for Patrick Kane. And I was like, "Well, what, what good is trading for Patty Kane?" He's like, "Well, he's like, there is no future." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" But he's going to go somewhere. Where should he end up, Drew? <laughs> So I just saw one that I actually
0: think would be a great, a great pick. Uh, Dallas, Patty Kane on the the second line because that first line's Robo, Hints, and Pavelski.
2: Nothing's
0: changing. Second line is Ben Kane. Uh, now, uh, Gurianov is is the guy that the Hawks are trying to get for Patrick Kane. Is Dennis Gurionov and i don't think the stars want to let him go.
1: And that's kind of where the that's kind of where everybody well that's where we're at at this point. We got what a week to go? A week to go, right? Yeah, i think so. Something like that. I mean, this is kind of the point that it's coming out exactly what teams want. Um and and if they need them. And i think the stars are in the same spot as the devils. But the stars do have um a couple guys that are on their way out like Pavelski and Ben that would give a reason to to get Patty Kane to take a shot. Where the Devils have absolutely, that, this team is here for years. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that. And that's why everybody's, like, because, you know, Patty Kane would work great. Like, <clears throat> we've seen the next coming of Patty Kane and Jack Hughes. Like, yeah. it's the next kind of, like, revelation of that, that player. And everyone yeah. in the Devils wants him. And I've I also seen
0: I, uh, them linking him to Boston.
1: I see that too. He's got. Uh, do they have the? Can they afford it? I don't know, but I mean, it's
0: like the is <laughs> as, as awesome as Boston has been playing. I think we can all agree that this is like the last go round, the last hurrah for for that oh, team. for
2: Boston for, for for a hot for a hot minute. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm fully aware. Oh yeah. No, I'm ready for my team to suck. I mean, I was like when I was a kid, so it'd be just like when I was ten.
0: And I'd be, I mean, honestly, I, I think this is one of the only years that I'm like, okay, I, do I really want the Leafs to win the cup? Yes. But would it be awesome to see Boston getting
2: the band I'd love back? to see, I'd like to see Burge yeah, run. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Burge getting one more would be, would make it all worth it for me because that guy is, is class A all the way.
2: Yeah. And he's definitely Nothing. up there in the top top tier of defensemen of all time. I don't know what, what number you want to put next to it, but I'd say he's definitely at least in the
1: top 10 to 15 of all time, if you ask me. It is not acceptable for a team from Boston to win any championship. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, you guys started that one. You started that, one. you started that one by being Red Sox fans, and then you made it worse by being the Patriots. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean uh, the Bruins haven't had great luck in the finals in the past twenty years. They did win the one in two thousand eleven, <laughs> but the other two times uh, and they lost in <clears> six <throat> or seven.
2: They lost game seven a couple times in yeah. against Flyers mm-hmm. and against St. Louis and I don't mm-hmm. know if there was somebody else, but. so I, I mean, no Chicago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: you well, we lost in the final. To Chicago with 16 seconds left.
2: Yeah.
0: Just, just to make sure we all
2: remember. no oh, Yeah, we, we remember that's it. That. Don't
0: worry. <laughs> no, I, I just want to make sure to... Pretty,
2: sh- pretty sure Bolin. I put two holes in my mother's wall.
0: <laughs> to, to Dave Boland scored the game winning goal in that series from Marcus Fruder. Like not no. even on, that's
1: like our fourth line, my friend. <laughs> it, 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 or, or Jason Arnett. Hey, Hey, I, I mean, you went that, there, so you deserved that, it. That Stanley Cup
0: never happened. I don't remember it. For some reason, I, look it up. And I it was literally was there.
1: <laughs> I was there.
0: No, you were there for Mikey sending it to Game 7,
1: Okay, I was there. That was that was a moment. I mean, now that I think I think about that being blind, I wouldn't even be able to see that. I think I'm sitting very close to like. No, I'm actually sitting at that level tonight, but uh, because there were they were comped from the group event. So, hopefully, um, I I told uh, I told the dude that I have two things to talk to him about because uh, did you guys did you guys see where the stadium series is rumored to be next year? Jersey. It's rumored to be in Jersey. Nice. absolutely. So that but we shall see.
0: That's, that's yeah, that's the hope for some blind hockey on in in between intermission. You know, oh, be kind of
1: cool. Awesome. I, well, I hey, but you know that ice is up for like a week, dude. Mm-hmm. That is just up for a week. So we like
0: could, we can get a game and an intermission play. I mean I obviously high hopes, but that'd be dope. Are you kidding
1: me? That's where we try to get it alumni we try to throw goggles on an actual alumni. And then we send <laughs> then we send Danico after Adam.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, we send Stevens after
1: Adam. <laughs> no, no, I but I, I think no, but like I think Danico would be the perfect guy for Adam. <laughs> um
0: no, that would be. I mean, just any opportunity to get on that ice would be cool. Uh, I'm just throwing this out there since that's a, about a year away. We would have to make some sort of special jersey for that. Just, just saying.
1: I, I'm, I'm pretty sure if that happens, you, you're entitled to make a special jersey, Drew.
0: Nice. You all heard it here. <laughs>
1: You going to hear first, though. And if you didn't think he was going to do it anyway, you don't listen to the podcast or know Drew. <laughs> 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 I don't know
0: what you're talking about. I always wait for permission. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. <clears throat> I am definitely very interested with how this season's going to turn out. Um, I think the playoffs are going to be wild, uh, and I'm not going to make any predictions because every time I do, they're wrong. So you know. Yep. Hey, I'm
1: pretty good. I said the Devils would be good. Who else did I say would be good? The Stars, right?
0: Uh, was that you or me? One of
1: us, did. Oh, no. I took Ottawa. Uh, did, who Who? Oh.
2: Last year, I made predictions for the first round like at home on paper with my kids. We all made our own little brackets. And I got every single one right in the first round except for the Bruins loss. That was the only one I got wrong. I'm like, it's the only <laughs> one I wanted. I only wanted to get that one right. If, if, if we want to be honest, here, yeah, But, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah.
1: Who who were my, I think my upstart, I don't remember. No, it was Ottawa. I think I, I, think I took Otto. Who is my contender? Uh. Did I take the Avs?
0: Maybe. maybe. No, I think Corey took the Avs. Corey took Vegas, the Avs, and Buffalo.
1: Dirk took Tampa, right?
0: Yeah, and then Boston.
1: And then Boston because they were his team. And you took the yeah. Leafs.
0: I picked I the Leafs, the Stars, and probably the Blackhawks. <laughs> unfortunately, the Blackhawks. Yeah, um, I think I even started with that. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: man, that's your that's your trivia question for this episode. I'll uh, I'll, uh, I'll 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 send a T-shirt. Whatever one, one of the t- new T-shirts we make, we'll give you one of the T-shirts if you can do it without going back in. What was my prediction for the contender? I have no idea. I mean,
0: <clears throat> I think last year for the bracket, I had Pittsburgh going pretty far into I think I had them going to the final. And I don't remember when they lost. Was it the second or third round? Did they, they made the playoffs, right? I'm not I'm making this up. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. Dirk, we do, Danielle and I do that same thing at home where we make a bracket. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, the, the Penguins did not do great this year, but it's Sidney Crosby, Malkin, Like that team just has a way to Make it happen
1: and Yeah, but dude, look, look, like this it the generations are changing. Like I and mean, really look at it. Like this long gen- this big generation is gone. So Crosby, Malkin, OV, again, like that that group, the the, the Boston group, like it's it's a it, times are a changing. Eight okay, hey, days, like this is like this is a new new generation is ready to take over. Like Jason yeah. Robertson's massive, massive body. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> it watching
1: tip. you at that golf event like he is like he's so gangly awkward and you're just like i understand why your shot is so good
0: <laughs> yeah well we'll see uh trade deadlines coming up so i'm sure next episode we'll, we'll have some more crazy trades to talk about but uh let's talk about this one we were lucky enough to have emma paparella on uh She's from the Pittsburgh area. We've skated over the Showdown uh, Disabled Fest. Just a great all-around person, and it was a really nice time getting to know a little bit more about her and the very worthwhile things that she's training to do um, through and that's in Envision Blind Sports is where she's working in the summers, right? Am I getting that right? Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. So you know, no, she was great to have on. I thought she had a really good story. She's got a great, got a love of personality. She's always in a good mood. So yeah it always good to see it's always good to see her at the events and uh, and to have a chance to talk with her. So I think everybody I'm, will enjoy
1: her story. It's kind of like what we what we said and we we know about Timmy like Timmy is in college for the right thing to grow our community. like Emma that's what she's doing. she is she is the right type of person to be in our community and grow our community and do it right. um And the same thing with Timmy, Timmy is taking a different approach. Uh, with sports management, but it's, it's, we're taking, we're growing kids from our community and, and we're, they're training to help take their skills back to our community. And and I think it's awesome. I mean, I've learned so much from her about different blind sports also. Um, And I have to get on the, I have to get snowboarding again with just a guide because that's all it takes is just someone snowboarding in front of me. So I don't do what I did on Sunday and bounce off Drew like a squeak toy. Come to Colorado, but I'll help you out.
0: Yeah, I think, I think the big thing that, with Emma was took me away that she you know, she is working to uh, help the blind ice hockey community, but in she it's such a larger breadth of of sports and and communities that she's gonna be able to touch. And uh, it was just really awesome to have this conversation with her. We got like I said, we got to know a little bit more about her and uh, I hope that you all enjoy this one as well.
2: Emma Pepperello uh, from the Pittsburgh area. But tell, I'm not sure, where, where are you going to school now? I forget where exactly you're at right now.
3: Uh, I am a sophomore at Slippery Rock University of Pennsylvania.
2: Oh, that's so cool. My sister, I forgot that. I remember hearing that because my, um, my older sister, Jamesy, went to that school for a year for equine sciences, I believe.
3: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we have a big horse barn here, so that yeah. doesn't surprise me. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So well that's cool. What are you um what are you studying out there?
3: Um so I actually just recently changed my major. Um so now I'm studying special education transition programming with minors in adapted physical activity and recreational therapy
2: wow i don't think i can spell that
3: <laughs> i can't either it's okay <laughs> i
2: know it's like it's like i asked doug one time what he did for a living and he he went on for like three minutes so i only stood like words like the and and of and i'm like oh
3: <clears throat> that's how like, i feel every day in classes okay
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'm like okay um but yeah so um um for what i guess i should backtrack the first thing i should start with is um what what is your um your vision condition what's your level of vision and
3: Oh, yeah. uh, so this is an interesting question, actually. So I don't have like a typical diagnosis like retinitis spigmatosa or like acroxytomy or something like that. I have a very unique situation. Um, I was born in China and I was born with cataracts. Um, and China cool. didn't like remove my cataracts till I was three and a half years old. So uh, my optic nerve didn't get a chance to develop because I wasn't receiving light properly like I'm supposed ooh. to. So, I have a very underdeveloped optic nerve, um, and then I just have some, like, other issues, like, um, I have strabismus, nystagmus, you know, the typical um, stuff like that. And I have no depth perception. That's, like, my biggest issue in life. Um, Yeah. The the world looks flat. I'm aware that it's not flat, but to me, it kind of looks like it's flat all the time
2: yeah um, I know what you mean <clears throat> like when and, when you're walking in a store with like the like a, like it's got like all white floor and then they have like a pattern, some type of weird pattern in the middle. Like at Mm -hmm. a mall, and it looks like something physically standing in your way, and it's just something flat on the floor. Yeah, Yeah, no,
3: I definitely, like, do the whole, like, foot tap thing to make sure I'm not going to, like, jump Yeah,
2: or I'll jerk my face back thinking I'm running into something, and it's just something on the floor. It's not even at my face, but... Oh, I've
3: done that so many times. Or, like, (laughs) like, I'll run into something and apologize to it, and it's definitely not living. I'm just like, "Mm, that's awkward. (laughs)
2: Uh, I'm sorry, Curb. Yeah. Sorry you broke my big toe. Hopefully you're okay. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Um, so okay, so you don't have an actual. So, but is your is your condition stable then? Does that mean that it's not getting any worse, not getting any better? Just
0: kind of. Yeah no, is? so it's
3: um it is stable. I got some. I've had a total of three eye surgeries in my life. I had one in China when they removed the cataracts, and then I had one when I first got adopted to kind of fix the damage that China did because they didn't do it properly. You know, shocker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then I had another one done to kind of help tighten my muscles in my eyes a little bit. Um, and to, I don't know, I forget what the other one was. Yeah, I don't know, something like that. So. <laughs> no, it, yeah, it makes, no, it makes sense. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I got like one eye that the muscles and I got to like work on them myself because I'm always closing it. And mm-hmm. I don't even realize I'm doing it So feel like it's just become a lazy eye and I got to get it back to looking straight ahead. So.
3: Right. You know, it's kind of interesting actually because um, my doctor, my eye doctor had thought that he was going to have to do another surgery when I got a little bit older because my eyes just weren't quite focusing as well as they wanted it to. Um, but then my parents got me like a DSI XL for Christmas. I thought it was the coolest kid ever because my sister had like a DSI a DS and I wanted yeah. one, but I couldn't see her. So they got me the bigger version. I was like, yeah, I'm such a cool nice. kid. <laughs> and it actually helped strengthen my eye muscles since I had to like focus on like a smaller screen and stuff. So, it, yeah. i don't know i credit yeah. that to some of my vision but no, it hasn't like gotten better since then really so yeah or worse. i mean at least
2: it's not get at least it's not, it's not progressive it's not something that's just going to get worse over time i mean i guess everyone's vision slowly gets worse but
3: right right
2: um, but yeah. it's not like a, you don't have a progress so i guess that's a that's a good thing anyway
3: yeah no definitely wow. i'm very grateful for the vision <clears throat> that i do have for sure
2: yeah And so did you, did you grow up playing hockey? I never, I didn't know your hockey background. Did you grow up playing hockey or did you find out about blind hockey and that's how you got into it?
3: No. So actually I've only been playing hockey since like beginning of freshman year of high school. I'm a sophomore in college now. So like seven-ish years or so on and off. Um, Yeah. And yeah, I... I don't know like i found out about, found out about hockey in my eighth grade year, but I was like, that seems terrifying. I don't think I can do that um but then my friends convinced me to try it, and I was horrible at first, but I've gotten guessed a little bit better since, and here I am now
2: <laughs> yeah. no you no you I, I wouldn't have guessed that you know because you i thought you had grown up playing it for some reason um <clears throat> Because you always seem to be able to at least, ever since I knew you, you really at least, you know, hold your own out there.
3: Um, yeah, I uh, um, I have lots of nephews who like to wrestle and stuff like that, so I guess I'm just learned helps. to stand up for myself. That
2: <laughs> and how how did you find out about blind hockey?
3: Um, so actually, I go to a summer camp um for visually impaired um children. We serve about five five to eighteen year olds, so like that mm-hmm. big school age range, and. Yeah. They were like, we're going to try blind hockey. And I was like, oh, like deck hockey? And they're like, no, ice. And I was like, hmm, blades, blind people. Yeah, that sounds great. (laughs) So um, we tried it at camp. And we did like, I just like learn how to skate, learn to skate in the beginning, like in the morning. And then they chose like 12 people to like kind of try to attempt a mini game. Um, It was very new to all of us. And so I got chosen for that. Still didn't think in my mind that I was good enough for it, so that's why I didn't join the team right away. Kind of regretting that, because they got some really cool opportunities the first year, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's how I originally came up, um, knowing about it. And then I did some research, and I was like, this is really cool. And we were, I think Pittsburgh was, like, the fourth city in the country to develop a team, fourth or fifth. I think we were pretty pretty early on, if I remember. Yeah, no,
2: you were definitely, in. I think, in the first five. You, yeah. Chicago... I don't know what uh, the Brailers in New York I don't remember the order now but you are definitely you were definitely one of the you were there before before the main blind bears were right, right. right now,
3: so. yeah but. well
2: that's great um so and out of all the seven years, I guess my last question will be out of all the seven years that you've been playing blind hockey, what's been like some of your favorite like moments either on or off ice with you know, some, something either at a tournament or on, you know or on the ice at a tournament or off ice like any what's some of your favorite memories
3: oh gosh this is a really good question um well i don't know if this really counts as a memory or not but uh one thing that i love about blind hockey is just the community um and how like i have so many friends from like across the country and some out of the country um and so i always love just being able to hang out with them on and off the ice at different tournaments and just getting to reconnect and uh build relationships um, I'm trying to think of one that stands out though. Oh, oh okay. Um, Minnesota, what was it? Twenty nineteen? twenty
2: nineteen? No,
3: I'm trying to. Maybe yeah, maybe twenty nineteen. I can't remember what year it was now. Is that when we
2: played it. at the uh, wild practice facility. We we played at the place that had that hue that the sunlight coming in through the. Yeah, yeah, the that, that that. Oh my right god, thing. that was a nightmare.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who designed that. Not 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 a great idea. <laughs> no. Um, but I remember I was in the, um, well, I remember I was registered for the blue division. And then Grant was like, uh, yeah, no, you're getting moved up to the white. And I was like, oh, gosh, like, I'm scared. And my parents weren't with me. Uh, they had sent me with somebody um, else who was in charge of the blind hockey at that time. And so I, like, remember texting my mom and dad. And I was like, I'm moving up to the white. Pray for me <laughs> and stuff. And so we played the whole weekend and it was really fun. Um, but I remember the last game, we had lost a lot of people because everyone had to fly home and stuff stuff like that so we put a box in for the goal
0: (laughs) oh yeah Um,
3: (laughs) and we i remember us like calling the box like the MVP and stuff so that was absolutely hilarious it had
2: some epic saves if i remember correctly because people Mm -hmm. were talking about it i'm like yeah Yeah, he he was a pretty solid goaltender and the box
1: didn't injure his knees no it
2: doesn't even have to go in the the (laughs) butterfly
3: yeah that box got to be lazy (laughs) that's funny um awesome but also that's that just the whole trip stood out. Um really loved like the um going to Mall of America and then the state fair was huge. Like I was never been to a fair like that before. Um and then I also went to Toronto the spring before that trip, and that was also a fun one. Got to meet lots of cool Canadians, which is always fun. So
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, there's definitely a lot of lot of uh, awesome Canadian players and um fans out there to hang out with. Where...
3: Oh, yeah, for sure.
2: Well that's great. Um I could sit and chat with you all day, but I got to be fair. I'm going to pass the puck on. I think it's Drew taking second period. So I'm going to pass the puck on Drew, but thank you so much uh, for your time. I appreciate it.
3: Yeah. Thank you.
0: Dirk. You just went through like everything that Josh and I were going to (laughs) say. What? (laughs) I did. (laughs) We're we're good. We're professionals here. We're good.
2: (laughs) uh, I'm so sorry. I, we went yeah. all over the place, I guess. but
1: <laughs> <laughs> I left you some. Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> you know, he's, he's so psyched about condensing his whole life story to 15 minutes. He's trying to condense <laughs> everything in for like 30 seconds now. Uh,
2: it's like fast food dirt, you know? Everything's just got to go, I don't know, in and out.
0: <laughs> so, Emma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As a, as a side note to your story, uh, 2019 was my first event as well, and I remember getting dressed because I was in red and we were playing after you guys, mm-hmm. and Kevin Shanley came into the locker room and someone looked up and was like, oh, hey, how's the game going? He's like, well, I got beat by a box. <laughs> and, and I was like that was the first my first so I was like okay I think I'm gonna do fine here
3: <laughs> uh, no oh my gosh I love that that's so funny <laughs> that box was like
0: <laughs> so you so you got pushed kind of I, I don't want to say pushed but you were put into white when you thought you'd be at blue how how was that uh, adjustment for you in speed I don't you know blue tends to be like the learn to skate folks so you know they're not moving super quick but the white division you know they can get moving um was it a a big change for you or do you think you adjusted pretty well
3: um I I think I have a tendency to like really get in my head in certain things. So like I'm better if you just throw me in the situation. Like the more time I have to like think about it, or if you like ask me, I'll probably say no. So I think I definitely like Grant told me like in the evening after we had done that practice um, skate on th- like Thursday night I think, and so Friday morning was the first game. So like Thursday night all night I was like oh my gosh like this is it I'm gonna I'm gonna die or I was like I'm gonna do great and stuff. But after I got onto the ice and like started like playing with everybody. Um, I don't know. It just kind of clicked for me because um, we had, like, we had done practices and stuff where we played games, like, scrimmages at the end of each practice and stuff, but, like, we've always tended to have, like, a smaller team and stuff, so we always did, like, half-ice games, um, and so I think I was, like, definitely more scared in my head, but then once I, like, got out there and started playing with everybody and everybody's like, so nice out there. Well, the people on your team, the people on the other teams, we get mean towards each other, but... Um, <laughs> I don't know. It was it was fine. Like when, once I got onto the ice, I was like, okay, this isn't that bad. Like I can beat up some guys. It's it's fine.
0: <laughs> so, this a good way to go into it.
3: <laughs> yeah, because you know, I mean, like you, there's very few girls out there. So it's but we've been having a lot more girls coming out to hockey events and stuff like that. So that's making me very very happy because I can't defend us forever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think between you and Sitska, you got you got it covered for the time being. Oh, for um, sure, definitely. So what position do you play?
3: Um, so I started off as defense, um, and then I slowly got transitioned into, like, playing forward a little bit more. So I go back and forth between defense and forward, just really wherever they need me on the ice. I can do both. Um, I don't know. I, like, definitely have favorites for both and least favorites for both. Um okay. But... I, I don't know. I like forward because you have a better chance of shooting and scoring, so that's always fun. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just wherever they need me for that specific game or at that time. I try to be as flexible as I can.
0: Okay. Well, you get let's say you get the opportunity to pick your position. Where are you going to play?
3: Um, I would probably I'd probably choose forward. Um, just because, like I said, you get a better chance to like score. Um, and then I don't know. I just feel like. I don't want to say, like, you're more involved when you're a forward, but I don't know. There's more, like, opportunities to steal pucks and stuff. Just, I don't know. But if I'm, like, going against, like, you guys, like, you three, God, defense, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> so I think
0: we're all, it just Well, so you'll be fine. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, I think that there are definitely it's, – it's a different kind of uh, in the game when you're playing defense as opposed to forward. Uh, Right. So I guess for me, it's kind of like, well, what are you feeling that day? Because they they both definitely have their perks. But some days you're just like, ah, I'd rather be on defense and, and have you come to me instead of having to go to you
3: right no i definitely like some days like once you get towards the end of the tournament and you're tired and you're like hungry i don't know i always get hungry when i play hockey and i'm just like uh just let me play defense when <laughs> <Let> we <me> finish <laughs> our defense because i don't have it in me anymore <laughs> uh so do you watch
0: hockey or are you solely a player
3: Um, I do. So, actually, my dad and I, um, he's the one who got me into hockey. So, we used to go to lots of Penguin games together, and then we'd watch it at home and stuff. So, um, I've grown up watching hockey, and I always wanted to play hockey, but it was just, like, never a thing for me because, like, safety-wise, I just didn't think it was a good idea. And I also didn't think I could ice skate either because I went, like, ice skating twice with, like, my neighbor, and it wasn't great. (laughs) So, um Definitely don't get to watch it as much anymore, just with being in school. I don't really have cable, and I don't have time to watch games. Um, But I've actually ended up going to a lot of Penguin games this semester in this hockey season, which is nice, so... I've gotten my friends into it too. I'm like, guys, you're coming to the Penguin game with me because I need a ride, and you'll have a fun time, and I'll pay for you, and just enjoy it. And then they're like, this is so cool. And I'm like, you think this is cool? Come watch the Blind Hockey. And my one friend actually came up to the Pittsburgh tournament uh, last spring, and she was like, oh my god, like this is insane. And I was like, yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, and man, what a team to like grow up with too. The Penguins have been good for feels like forever.
3: Yeah, no, definitely. Oh, they're, they're, they're making me a little upset, but they did win the last game, so it's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so who's your favorite player?
3: Oh, gosh, this is a hard question. Um, right now, Jake Gensel is definitely my favorite player. I call him my hubby. Um, he actually scored <laughs> last night, empty netter. I was so happy. Um, and then Sidney Crosby, uh, definitely close to my heart, Um And, I don't know, Chris Letang, so my dad didn't like Chris Letang, which kind of led me to not like Chris Letang, but, you know, at the same time, like, as I see him play, he, like, has his, he definitely has his moments where it's, like, really frustrating because he's not always in his position, and I'm just like, dude, you've been playing hockey for, like, how long now, like, I just, uh, I don't know. But then I think about me, and I don't always stay in my position either during the games because sometimes when it's, like, high rush, you just got to go for it. Um, So I think I'm starting to definitely warm up to him more now.
0: (laughs) All right. Alright. I, I mean, I give Chris Letang a lot of props. That guy's had, what, two strokes or something like that? that that's and-
3: also the thing, yeah. He's, he's gone through a lot. Like, he had two. He just had a stroke. His dad died, like, two weeks afterwards. And I was like, okay, like, he, he has a lot going on, and he's still coming out and kicking butts. So I was like, huh, I'll give him a chance.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean, uh, parents, <laughs> parents' dislike of a player will definitely go a long way. Uh, my mother does not allow anything Patrick Kane in her house.
3: Oh, my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> so
0: so they, sometimes I'm like, okay, he was, he was kind of a jerk when he was a younger player, but now he's older and wiser and better. And she's like, I don't care. You can't have it in this house.
3: <laughs> so, uh, Stick with what you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, right? Um, so do you, is, is hockey your sport? Do you play other sports?
3: Hockey is definitely my favorite sport. I'm also uh, I love skiing, so right now um, I've been doing a lot of skiing, um, and I like water sports. Even though I'm not a very good swimmer, <laughs> but I like water sports like kayaking and paddleboarding, where I'm wearing a life jacket, so it's not as scary. Um, but definitely hockey, then skiing, then like kayaking, or like my top three for sure.
0: Okay, that's really cool. Um, do you? So, uh, I, you were working with, uh, it's Envision, right? Is that yes. The, so, do you get the opportunity to do, like,
3: paddleboarding and kayaking with them? Yeah. So, they're actually, um, they're the ones who have introduced me to almost all of the, bl- to actually, all the blind sports. Um, so, growing up, here, a little backstory. Growing up, I wanted to be an active kid, but my mom and dad were always hesitant to put me into sports because again, safety and will she actually be able to participate and learn out of them? So I did gymnastics for a while because you don't need too much vision for that. And that was like, not necessarily like a team sport. Like I just did classes and stuff, but then once you get to middle school and all the people that you're doing gymnastics with, are like, Ten years younger than you, and you haven't improved. You're just kind of like, well, this sucks. Um, So I stopped doing gymnastics because I was just like, I'm not improving, and it's just not fun anymore at this point. And I had gone to Envision when I was nine um, for the first time back in 2011, and I liked it, but I was pretty young, and I didn't like. I was my first time away from home, and so it was an okay experience. And then they didn't have it the next year in 2012, so it just kind of got off our radar for a while, and then. 2015 hit and my mom's like hey like do you want to try this again and stuff and I was like yeah sure why not um because she was also hoping that it would help me because I was a believe it or not at one point in my life I was a very anti-social person a very quiet person and now all my friends tell me to shut up (laughs) Um, and my mom and dad were like we really want you to like get out there and like do something like I just never really had like a lot of friends like growing up so I went to envision's camp it was called VIP sports camp at that point um and I learned about goalball and beat baseball, and we went kayaking. Um, I don't think paddle boarding was quite added it yet. That's one of our newer sports. And I absolutely fell in love with all the sports and all the people. And it was like, wow, like, these people that I'm around are, like, just like me. And they're, like, experiencing the same things that I'm going through in school and, like, on an everyday basis. So I, like – I absolutely give all of my credit to like accepting my vision and you know learning about adapted sports to envision because if it wasn't for them like I'd probably still be a very quiet timid kid who didn't accept um her vision loss and be miserable with my life so they have taught me a bunch of sports and we've done crazy ones like this past summer we they went sailing for the first time and this summer they are adding um Oh my gosh! What uh, circus? We're gonna we're gonna try some circus things because one of our counselors used to work in the circus, and he's like, I want to teach them how to I don't know walk on. I don't think we're gonna walk on stilts. I don't really know what they're entailing for circus, but I'm excited to find out. So, <laughs>
0: man, I just pictured blind trapeze, <laughs> and that just seems like a terrible idea.
1: <laughs> um, I know a girl who does trapeze. She's got ushers. She's down oh, in okay. Miami. It's nuts. And like to the the point where she's just like. I just time it. She's also like that kind of athletic that like she, she was a gymnast. So she's able to do something like that, but like she's legit. It's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, you're crazy. I was like, I just swing and then fly through midair and land in the net just for the fun of it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no, don't think I could do that. That seems a little, little much, but who knows?
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I am.
0: I am definitely not that kind of athletic. I uh (laughs) I, I did gymnastics for probably a couple months when I was young, very young. And I remember, I remember the moment that I gave up because there was a kid that was like six or seven years older than us that was doing a handstand and we were all doing headstands. And it's like, you're doing a competition to see who can stay up the longest. And right. the kid, the kid stayed up there for like what felt like three hours. And I was done in like 30 seconds. And, it just, it, I was like, this, is, this is not for me. I
3: uh, I am not that right, guy. Right, Well, that's uh, how I felt. Like literally after all the little kids kept improving and I wasn't improving, I was like, mm, maybe this wasn't the right choice. <laughs> maybe this isn't my sport. <laughs> well, thank you for, for taking the
0: time and coming on. I'm going to shoot this over to Josh and he's going to take us home. Uh, but it was awesome getting to talk to you. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in St. Louis. Definitely.
1: Thank you so much. Hey Emma, how you doing? Hey
3: Josh. I'm good. How are you? Oh,
1: good. good. Um, so uh, it's funny because I think I've told you this too. My brother went to Slippery Rock too. Right, right. Um <laughs> and uh my brother my brother is that guy that goes back every year for alumni weekend.
3: Is he that really? guy. I'll have to meet him one oh, day. Yeah.
1: for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. He's that guy that will probably still probably goes back to his frat house. Um <laughs> yeah. because he's that guy. Uh <laughs> He was, and he was also in college in the eighties, like that movie. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I know, I know you've been involved in envision. I know we we actually talked a while ago. Made that that might even be two years ago. We talked about doing that. Uh, actually, it was two years ago. We talked about doing that. Possibly starting that camp.
3: Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, I totally it, thought about it. That. Was
1: that was a long time ago with foreseeable yeah. future. Um, wasn't it
3: wasn't it Melissa? You and me? It
1: was me. Yeah. So the foreseeable Future was interested in doing an adventure camp, and I was oh. like, all right. And I was like, if we get the three of us together, we could do something like this. But you know, and that just that just never came to fruition. <laughs> no. um, so my question is, and I and I know kind of know that I kind of know the reason, but I want you to kind of explain because I know you switched your major, um, and I know it has a lot to do what. What are your plans for the future? Why did you switch your major? Um, and what were your motivations behind it? And kind of how do you see your future going with that?
3: Oh, goodness. All right. <laughs> this could take a second.
1: So, well, I mean, it was kind of the transition of where we just were. So I got, you can go with however you want. But I think that's right, kind of the way right. we were going anyway.
3: Yeah, no, you're totally good. So um, I was going to say, I think I talked to you actually in um, Fort Wayne about it a little bit. Um, and I talked to a couple people about it, because so I originally started out in college as a recreational therapy major within adaptive physical activity minor, because I like am very passionate about adaptive sports and want to get it out there in the community. Because like, like I said, I, if it wasn't for Envision being close to my house and like close to me, I would have never known about all of these sports offered for blind people, Um So that's kind of what I envisioned for myself was like, oh, if I'm a rec therapist, I can work in, like, a facility and, like, reach to all these people and get adopted sports out there and stuff. And then I realized rec therapy is hard. (laughs) And I also couldn't see myself being a rec therapist like I love rec therapy and that's why I have a minor in it and I love the stuff that they like teach about and stuff but I just I couldn't see myself spending all the money for all the certifications for something that I didn't truly want to do so then I was at a point of well I don't know what I want to do and honestly what I want to do changes every day so I have four plans now. Um, but the reason I switched to special education transition was because at the time that I switched my major, I was helping some of my friends in the blind community with some life problems. I don't want to say life problems, but it was just some stuff happening in life. And they were like, you know, like, we want to be like you and like this and that. And I was like, oh, my life isn't as glorious as it looks. But <laughs> um but I really love just being able to help them and being there for them. And I understood where they were coming from on a different level than when they talked to their parents about it, because I understood the whole vision aspect of things. Cause I don't think people realize sometimes how much like vision can affect our daily lives. Um, and I'm not saying that like in a negative way, like, Oh, blind people like have sympathy for them. Like, that's the wor- like I hate when people are like, Oh, I'm so sorry. You have visual problems. And I'm like, do not be sorry for me. Like I am just like you, like shut up. Anyways. <laughs> Um, I could go on a whole rant about that but so I was like I want to become like a counselor for people with disabilities probably specializing in visual impairments but just disabilities in general but I wanted to work in the school systems um, and get to kids at a younger age and kind of become like a school counselor um, and work with them and their parents on disability awareness work on self-advocacy skills so that way these kids like Grew up knew, uh, knowing they had a disability, what their disability meant for them, what was possible, get them connected to resources, resources and stuff like that. So that was kind of my my vision when I changed um, special education transition was gonna get me like you know some knowledge about how special ed works and how like school systems work and stuff like that. Um, but now that's still like top priority probably. But I've also thrown in some other things with, like, backup plans. So everybody wants me to be a vision teacher that I talk to. Everyone's like, oh, you'd make an amazing vision teacher. I don't want to be a vision teacher, really. I don't think I do, at least. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I know girl well already, so it would be a pretty easy grad program for me. So that's definitely an option. Um, and then um, child life specialist in hospitals because it's similar to recreational therapy. Um and so that's an option and then the other day i was reading one of my textbooks for my apa class and i was like wow adapted pe like that sounds amazing so now that's kind of thrown into the mix of things
1: <laughs>
3: <It's>, so <laughs> my boyfriend I, says it changes every week
1: <laughs> uh, but honestly the other way uh every like that's the typical job you should be a vision teacher but mm-hmm. i am telling you from teaching special ed for so long There is no, there is no, the, there's such a need for good transition counselors. I just don't like, and if you're smart and you're in the kind of age group that like, you could reinvent yourself. There's probably a very, a large community online where you could probably make a a solid living off something like that because you've been through it. And not just with, with vision, because everybody with disabilities, I mean, get Applying, you've applied to college as a person with disabilities. You went to college as a person with disabilities, and you're now thriving at college as a person with disabilities. Um, so, yeah, and that that's awesome. Um, I, I, it's funny because I was actually you said adaptive PE, and I was offered an adaptive PE job last week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, awesome. Yeah, I was like, no, no, I am not going back in a classroom. And the guy, this so this was the New York City Braille Challenge. So they were just at a table. Mm-hmm. And the guy was in charge. Of, he was, you know, in charge of, spe- like, part of special ed for New York City Public School. And he goes, you, sh- you should do adaptive PE. And I was like, I'm not going back in the classroom, sorry. And he goes, <laughs> no, it's not a classroom. I go, oh, you know exactly what I mean. <laughs> but, yeah, no, and, and that's another one that's so needed. Like, good adaptive PE teachers. Right. You hear so many crazy stories when you're like, it's so simple to have solved this problem, but you couldn't be bothered to think about it.
3: Yeah. yeah well, I just think of like one when, when I think of like I don't the people's like ignorance of like just the simplicity it it can take to like adapt a sport. So one of our um when somebody reached out to Envision and said, Hey, My daughter is on a swim team in school, like she's eight years old, she's like, you know, on a competition team, which is fantastic. But she's like, the coach is afraid that she's going to hit her head against the wall when she's like doing the flip and stuff, because she can't see the wall that well underwater. And do you have any suggestions? and we were like yeah just you know use like a tapper and stuff and she's like well the coach is afraid that like in the paralympics that's not allowed and stuff like that and we were just like well first of all it's great that the coach knows what the paralympics are because some people don't know what that is but second that that is literally what they use in the paralympics um and so then she the mom sent over like a photo of the girl carrying her um her uh Pull tapper with her the next day from swim practice because the executive director of Envision got on the phone and was like, let me talk to the coach and stuff. Um, And I think the mom actually got to uh, figure it out first and stuff before she had to make that phone call and stuff. But it was just, like, it's simple things like that that, like, people don't realize that can be made so easily. Um, And I just, like, I don't know. I, I always, like, just try to say that educate and advocate as much as possible and stuff. So, like, if I can just, like, get out there in the schools and be like, guys, this is such a simple fix. Like y- you don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure some of this stuff out.
1: No, absolutely. And it, and it's so needed. Um, I just wish I knew how to get kind of into schools like that because these things are needed and and the way you present it is good because you've been through it and you've been through and you kind of, you kind of went into the envision thing, not expecting to be able to do anything and learn so much. Right. Um, right how do you feel like this could benefit the blind how do you feel like you, what you want to do could benefit i don't know the blind community the blind hockey community what are your goals with
3: that um i guess my my goals is to work with especially with like i guess the younger population to again just get the awareness out there Oh, sorry, um, of all the like the sports that are offered, all of the services that can be offered for individuals with um, vision impairments and stuff. And I could expand again for other disabilities because I have lots of experience working with other disabilities, but specifically for the blind community, just having that outlet for them to be able to come and play sports and like learn about different adaptations they can make to just their even daily lives, like um somebody one of my friends didn't know what like a liquid level indicator was and stuff and I was like yeah our dining hall has liquid level indicators now and he's like what is that and I was like what do you mean what is that he's like I don't know what you're talking about and I was like oh and I was like it's this like device you put on the top of your cup and then like you know you fill it and when it gets to the top it makes a noise so you don't spill drinks everywhere and he's like oh that's so creative and I was like who would have known right and so it's just like simple things like that so I just like I kind of want to be like an educator, but also someone that people can come talk to if they're having issues or like having difficulties in life. Um, since I've lived it, you know, I've lived through elementary school and the whole high school and middle school, and oh, those are rough. And having a disability makes it a little bit harder and stuff like that. And then, you know, if they want to go to college, like here's your dos and don'ts when you're applying to college and when you're talking to like disability service offices and stuff like that. And what are your rights as someone with a visual impairment and stuff like that? So. I guess like in a way I need to create my own job of just like I want to do it all and I know that I can't do it all and that's something that like I struggle with because like I'm a control freak I was talking to my roommate about this actually earlier today like I'm <laughs> a control freak <laughs> um but ideally I don't know I just like there's just so much that I want to share with the world whether it be in the blind community or just even outsiders of the blind community um And so, like, people are like, you should create a YouTube channel, like, or, like, a TikTok. And so, I've definitely considered, like, doing something like that. My mom's like, you have a really interesting story to tell. And I was like, I don't know if that's interesting in a good way or not. (laughs) Um, So, I don't know. Just, like... Counselor, teacher, all in one, you know? I I know I don't want to be in like a traditional classroom. Like if I ever was a teacher, it would be an adaptive physical education teacher because I just could not teach in the classroom for eight hours. Like everybody when I was switching my major, like, oh, you should do special education. Like you should be a teacher. And I go, oh, I don't want to be a teacher. No way in the heck am I doing that. Like absolutely not. Um, because I think I would just get bored out of my mind. Um Oh, no,
1: it is, you would never be bored in a special ed classroom, but I am also, I am the first one to endorse running away from the, from teaching. It is, (laughs) like, every year there's less respect, there's things being pulled, and I, and I'm being paid, I've been paid the same amount my entire career, and never I, my my pay scale's been ridiculous, so no, but I and it's funny I mean my sister is is now almost forty um, but she was one of the first BCBAs in New Jersey, so board served certified behavioral analysis mm-hmm. to work to work with kids in in w- with autism. Um, right. she was her struggle and a lot of what she had to do, a lot of what she had to do, was getting her therapy onto IEPs first and then getting her getting her company approved by insurances because those are the two things you need you need right. if you can if you can get um you know a vision transition therapy or or a transition counseling and i mean transition counseling is needed by so many kids in so many districts um, I just don't so like getting that as something that can be put on kids' IEPs is a goldmine if you could do it. Um, but just having just getting into districts and giving the parents the option because every kid needs a transition plan, and every a lot of these and a lot of these special ed teachers and districts don't really get it when you have like specific like we're blind. There are not very many. One a school district may have won ever. I've mm-hmm. never had a blind student. I, God, I probably have had in the 2000 range of kids, and I've never had a blind student. I mean, I've had many kids with many disabilities, but never a blind kid. And it's right. just, and like, we're different. We really are. Um, so I, I think. But you're also the right kind of person to be doing something new, um, and to be able to do something where it is multifaceted, because it, this is what you've done. And something like adaptive PE, um, especially if you have something for visually impaired, uh, adaptive PE is going to be going to grow so much more over the next couple of years because it's going to be forced into IEPs. The, these uh, The parents going to make sure it goes in because their kids are getting shut out of PE class by dumb jock PE teachers, and we are not cutting that. Um, I
3: didn't have PE in middle school because they were like, mm, we don't think it's safe, so no PE for you. So from the time I was in 7th and 8th grade, absolutely no PE whatsoever.
1: I, I, I totally believe it. Like, uh, I mean... I, uh, one of my kids towards the end of my career, uh, he was, I mean, he was, he functioned very, very low. And part of his disability was a, a muscular condition, a Mm -hmm. musculoskeletal condition. So like they would do whatever they could to get him into PE and like, and that's all it was cool because it was like a failing grade. They would design games around him. They would, he would play part of it. And then they would be in the. They would work out an adaptive PE time, like it, it needs yeah. to happen because this is kind of this is look. This is the uphill battle we're in, isn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're you're blind. You can't play hockey, and it's like, and, the, and we're even and we're even hearing that in the blind community, and from some of our doctors, right? So, right. I mean, well, and it,
3: that's something that we talk about a lot in like my APA classes. Is that also like if like. In the disability community, like, um, the rate of obesity and just not being physically active is, like, so alarmingly high. And But it's not high enough for these school districts still, apparently, to not realize how important it is to get every single kid moving. Like, no matter, like, even if they're, like, have, like, severe, like, spastic cerebral palsy or something like that, like, these kids still need to be moving in some sort of way. And I mean, like we show school district statistics, and they still don't like. I don't know what doesn't click in their heads of how important it truly is for every single kid, no matter what their disability is.
1: I, I mean, it's it's a it's a dollars thing. It's a dollars and a numbers thing with school districts. If they have, if they, and, and it's sad because that's the way it goes. And. And, like, I'm on the other side of the table now. Unfortunately, I sat on that side of the table, biting my tongue while parents are not, did not know what they could ask for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, this is really like the fight. I mean, it, it, if you, like, you got the stats, and you can prove, like, and that's all it is, is, like, this kid needs physical education. He is right. entitled. And, mm-hmm. and if he's not participating, it's on the school district, not the kid. Yeah. I think is not participating if there's not a plan being written for him specifically, because it's got to be an IEP. If there is a physical disability or a sensory disability, there's got to be part of an IEP that he, he's he got to be able to do something adaptive. So I really feel like it's going to get bigger and bigger. And especially being in it at this point um, and you having the other options, I think that that's something that it's definitely going to work out very well. Um, the only issue is, uh, you got to do them online, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the biggest issue with us is driving the work. You, like if you, if, if you're an adaptive PE teacher and you can drive, like you got 10 districts and you're golden, but it's a lot different when you're in a situation like this. But um yeah that and that's, that's something awesome. that
3: I've considered a lot like with like my job like choices and stuff and that's my vision like that's a part of a big part of like vision teaching is that like I can't drive from like school district to school district to school district and stuff to like meet with all these students and stuff like that and you can't have a vision teacher online like having a virtual vision teacher just that doesn't work like that's not how it's taught you know um so know. Uh, it's something that like I, don't know, I always say if I had, like, a complaint box for being, like, blind, like, my one, like, I, I don't know, I don't know like, I don't love being blind, I guess, but I'm, like, it's what I've known my whole entire life, um, but I've accepted it and stuff like that, but if I had one complaint that I could put in the complaint box, it would be the fact of just the independence of driving, because no matter what, I'm always relying on somebody, whether it's a friend, a family member, Uber, or something like that, or, like, public transportation to take me places and stuff like that. Um, and so like I just it's so frustrating to me like when I can't like do things because I can't just pick up a like, you know, get in a car and drive myself there. And I'm sure that's something that we can all relate to. (laughs) Oh,
1: absolutely. And people's initial responses, well, you got Uber and I look at them and I was like, So how much does it take you to go 20 minutes? How how much does it cost? They're like, like, Well, Uber's like, you know, twenty minutes like twenty bucks. I'm like, Yeah, I mean you in your car. They're like Oh, like a gallon of gas, exactly, dude. Right, like, right. That's the massive difference. Is that, yeah, if, if you're driving, like, well, we pay, I'm like, yes, you uh, you pay your you pay insurance and everything else, but still, in order for us to go somewhere, it's not like we have the independence to go wherever we want. If we need to go somewhere, I uh, if I go to play hockey, it costs me fifty bucks. It costs yeah. me ten bucks. Costs me ten bucks to play hockey, and then forty bucks to get there and back. <laughs> like. And I mean, and that's, and that's, and that's really like, and I, I completely agree with you. And then I think that is kind of, I guess that'd be number one on everybody's gripe list. If we start taking bolts, I yeah. mean, that's you, fair. you, you got the obvious, like, yeah, man, I can't see. <laughs> right. but like it, it's the, it's the exhausting all the options and the fact that I don't know about by you, but our access link is New Jersey disabled bus system. Like It's like a three-hour pickup window, a three-hour drop-off window, and you, you you could get there on on the right time, or you could get there on the wrong time.
3: Yeah, it, I've actually... Just... I've never used Access, but that's what I've heard about it, is that it's just kind of like, a well, we'll get you there. Couldn't tell you when, <laughs> but we'll get you there.
1: <laughs> I mean, I haven't either, but but being a special ed teacher, I knew. Like, mm-hmm. I knew before before I needed to. Like, there was if i have to like it might but it's also like localized so these are you know these these are things we're behind the apple. but look i mean it's better than 15 years ago when uber and uber and lyft didn't exist
3: yeah no i'm definitely grateful for like this stuff that like we do have and stuff um that was a lot of stuff but <laughs> 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 um definitely grateful for like where technology and um Opportunities for us have like come in the last like 20 years. But I mean, like, I still like there's so much more to be done. And I don't think like people outside of the disability community realize that. They're like, oh, well, you guys are set up now. Like, there's like Google Maps and there's Ubers and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, but it's still not like we still have so much more to grow and stuff. And I'm like, yes, I'm thankful for what has happened, but I still want to see so much change happen in the next like 20 some and plus years
1: no absolutely i completely agree and that's uh that's that is what it's transportation really is the kind of the next step for for our community
3: mm-hmm. no i definitely agree with that 100 percent. um but back to the whole job thing where we originally started my other second dream job <laughs> would be to be able to work for like usa blind hockey um i don't know um do something for them i think like I absolutely love adapted sports and stuff. And that's something that I toyed with a lot. Um, Dropping the rec therapy major was, um, well, like, am I going to have as many opportunities in the adapted sports community now because I am dropping RT. Um, But I just kind of came to a realization that, you know what, if like I'm that passionate about it, I can find something to still be very connected to the community. And like, I'm in the community as an athlete and stuff like that. So I was just like, I think this is the right decision um, to make. And so USA Blind Hockey. If you want to hire me for something, <laughs> hit me up.
1: <laughs> it's. It, I mean, I, I wonder. It's not like we have a rep here or anything.
3: Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Drew. Get me a job.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I, hey. I mean, it, d- dented puck needs interns too. But um, no. I honestly, it's it's having. It's the fact that like we had the same kind of conversation with Timmy. Timmy's kind of looking towards the same thing. And right, having, right. having you and Timmy being, like, being groomed as the leaders for tomorrow, it's a great thing for our sport and disabled and blind sports in general.
3: Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, Timmy and I have had several conversations about, like, we're both interested in very, like, similar things and stuff like that. And so, like, I think, you know, maybe in the future if him and I work on our project together or, like, start something up, like, look out world. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it's like it's like we're grooming Luke and Leia already. See, I told you I was Obi Wan. <laughs> you he's, can't yeah, proclaim have
0: to yourself to being somebody. You can't self-proclaim that you're Obi Wan.
1: <laughs> Oof. <laughs> and, the, and he's not Yoda either.
0: The druid. <laughs> That's like giving yourself a nickname.
3: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man. Emma, thank you so much for, for coming by. Um, you're going to you're going to be in St. Louis, right? Yes. Awesome, awesome. We will see you in St. Louis. Um, I'm gonna throw it over to Drew. Uh, close it to close us out. All right. Well, uh, so Emma, thank you so much for coming by. We really appreciate your
0: time and and having you on the show. Are there anyone you want to shout out to any place that our our listeners can find you?
3: Uh, yeah, you can definitely come follow my Instagram. It is very long. It is E M M A underscore P A P A R I E L L A underscore one, two, six. Um, I post a lot of things about my personal life and, Um, about like disability related things and adapted sports and blind hockey on there so come check me out there Um, you guys can also message me if you have any questions or want to get involved with anything that I'm involved with Um, and yeah just thank you the three of you for uh, taking the time to listen to me rant a lot tonight I apologize (laughs) Um, and just give me the opportunity to come share my story and share my perspectives on some things
0: awesome yeah no we we enjoyed having you on and uh, you know we like listening to everyone rant and and rave (laughs) because it means you're passionate about it. So uh, again, we appreciate your time and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in St. Louis.
3: Definitely. Thank you again so much.